The following audio may contain coarse language and other material that may not be suitable for a younger audience. Viewer discretion is advised. Also, we may spoil anything and everything, so you have been warned. Hello and welcome to the Movie Gang Podcast. I'm your host, Jack Newman, and I'm joined again this week with Ben Haworth. How are you, Ben? Oh, I'm doing good. Well, the only two here because people don't believe me when I tell them that Paddington 2 is really great. <laughs> oh, I, hey, You're the you only mean, one who took me up on it. You're the no, only well, one. No, I, I'll, I'll, I'll do this. We might disagree grandiosely in like our general like plan on like move. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> we might have very, very different tastes in movies. And I still respect that. Like if you come out and say like this is the best movie ever made, I'll go see it. You know, I, I don't go hard for most for a lot of things, but man, you you, you batten down the hatches because no, it's yeah, gonna it's, go. No, I'm excited. I'm excited. Today we're reviewing Paddington Two. I did never thought <laughs> I would fucking be here. Like, I didn't really either, but yeah. like I don't know what possessed you to even go to this movie. Like we in the, like a week before, I was like Commuter or Proud Mary, and now it's Paddington Two, and I don't know how that <laughs> happened. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's number what seven at the box office or something like that. You know? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jumanji's beating it. <laughs> yeah, I still haven't seen oh. Jumanji. I need to see Jumanji just uh, the fact that everyone else has seen Jumanji and I have not. Yeah, viewer, you need to see like the crushed look on Ben's face when I told him that Jumanji was beating Patty. Oh, I, I know, I know. It's okay. <laughs> Jumanji passed fucking Thor Ragnarok this week. It is such a hit. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Also, I, I have a really interesting question to pose to you about the Bechdel test and Jumanji. <laughs> oh, interesting! I'll have to watch watch it and then it, it passes the Bechdel test, but it the passes weirdest the way. Bechdel Cause... test with Jack Black impersonating. Oh, the girl. right. So yeah, uh huh, yeah. I don't know. Does that count? Oh, that's tough. That's real tough. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's, let's that's move on one. to the charming subplot movie that we actually want to review this. I'm week. sure the BechdelTest.com uh, website has had many arguments about it. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> But yes, let's oh. talk about this nice bear and his nice yeah. bear shenanigans. So this week we reviewed Paddington 2. Settled in with the Brown family, Paddington the bear is a popular member of the community who spreads joy and marmalade wherever he goes. One fine day, he spots a pop-up book in an antique shop, the perfect present for his beloved aunt's 100th birthday. When a thief steals the prized book, Paddington embarks on an epic quest to unmask the culprit before Aunt Lucy's big celebration. Uh... Let's get this out of the way. I, I Ben, you, th- this is okay. So I'm gonna say this: this movie has a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yes. It's an eight point two on IMDb out of ten, and a three four for Roger fucking Ebert. Like, yes, it yes. Is, David Ehrlich, who hates everything from IndieWire, gave this a perfect score. So yes. Yeah. yeah. Why? Why yeah. is your question? I'm sure. <laughs> Again, it's starring Hugh Grant, Brandon Gleason, Sally Hawkins, Ben Wishaw, and Hugh Bonneville. And it's directed by Paul King. Uh, again, it's based on Paddington Bear by Michael Bond. Studio Canal produced it. This box office is currently $136.3 million. Mostly from the UK because that's, a, you know. Yeah. And, and, that's, and that's the other thing is like this is one, this is one of the things that's like this was not a big Katie thing. And it's interesting to me because usually this is the kind of thing that. Like, yeah, it was UK a big thing with my, my sort of. Girlfriend, someone, friend, Georgina, um, who I know I, I date from the UK and about to see soon. And I also asked her, like, do you care about Paddington? She's like, no, 
So I'm not sure who the Paddington I, fans are. No, they may not be this but, generation. But it's like, but it's totally something with like, if you like, if like. It's very British. It's yeah, very British. it's very British. And it's one of those things. It's like ask U.S. fans and like they think we care. Like some of us really care about the Grinch who stole Christmas and some of us. It's like who? True. True. I don't know. True. I think the Grinch might have more penetration than Paddington has in the British culture, but that's or British expat culture. I don't know. I don't know. Well, Maybe it's weird we go too, to because you never know. Like apparently Elf is huge in Britain and I had no idea about that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so. uh, the game show this year, they always have an elf question for whatever reason. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> hmm. It's a, or the big fat quiz of the year. They always have an elf question or somewhere in there, but, uh, um, yeah. or, uh, whatever. Uh, but, uh, go ahead. Tell, d- describe in the broadest sense of the term, why you think this is deserving of this high praise. Um, yeah, uh, I guess a lot of it's going to come down to context as well as, as well as the film itself. Um, for one, I think that kids' films are often undervalued, and I think uh, there's good reason for that. Um, before I watched this movie, I would have you know that I watched 10 to 12-ish trailers, I would guess, and of those, five had extended fart jokes. Five. Right. right. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, right. you watch a kid's film trailer and you think, God, <laughs> you yeah. just feel for the parent who is forced to have to watch this garbage there was one called like show dogs that was just awful with like the we're still doing the talking dog movie from the director of Hills chihuahua and like you know it's a bunch of like whoa the ice cube son is a dog whoa yeah. like, <laughs> the hilarity um yeah. so there's really that context as well also i just think that in general kids films have the ability when they uh let loose to to a be able to just do some of the most simplistic themes that you know I think adult films are somewhat afraid to do just because they feel you know quote unquote childish and I think the other thing is that uh, they're allowed to be extremely positive and they're also allowed to be very inventive visually. It's one of the reasons that uh, I think people go to Wes Anderson. He's one of the few that has like sort of a childlike vision but deals with very adult themes. You know, it's the interesting juxtaposition of a Wes Anderson movie. You have suicide, but you have almost this sort of like childlike way of making a film in, in, in an interesting way. I don't mean to say he's amateur or whatever, you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. A, a, yeah. a whimsical, you know, fun element. Uh, and I think the, the, the thing that makes padding two so interesting to me, because I'll just quickly say, I thought padding one was fine. It was charming. It certainly felt like a step above. I liked that it was so positive. I liked that it, it, it didn't all, it did a couple times resort to some pretty bad, like pop culture references and, and dumb jokes, but like, it was mostly like, just like above. It was just like a nice and you're like, man, if kids movies could be like this, you know, that'd be great. Paddington 2 blew me away and I was not ready for it. If Paddington 1 was like, uh, 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 I said this on my letterbox, I'm going to repeat this. If Paddington 1 was like snorting a line of charm, Paddington 2 was like getting an uh, mainline <laughs> femoral artery injection of black tar charm. It was like the most addicting, high quality charm I've ever seen. And afterwards, I was like so giddy, like I was so happy and I wanted more. I was like, where? Give me more Paddington. I need it. <laughs> like it was <laughs> such an addicting thing. And I think what I really respond to this movie is two things. One it is genuinely a movie about how a very old school Capra-esque view of the world of if you just do simple, nice things to people, the world is going to work out in your favor. That's probably not true, but in a very depressing time where that kind of isn't true right now, it is a very positive, different world that I enjoy. And I like how much it committed to that. 
The other thing is, I just think that Paul King is a very talented and inventive director. I think he is willing to actually have fun with his camera. I think he's so willing to just be like, why have an edit when you can go to a little model prison and it opens up and then you have all the little prisoners like toys and you go inside there and like... There's always something inventive and clever. There's like this really great sequence where like Paddington is thinking about this present he's going to buy his mom, which is like this pop-up book. And instead of like, you know, just showing her going around the city, it's like they go through the pop-up book and like the pop-up book has its own animation and stuff. I think it just constantly is being inventive and charming. Everybody is on point. And this is just like the first kids movie this decade that I was just like, just was fucking nailing it over and over and <laughs> over again. It was just like constantly yeah. being inventive and fun and sweet and adorable and charming and funny. And there's a point where Hugh Bonneville is in the 70s and he throws a ball. And it's the funniest thing I've ever seen. It's insane. Like it's it's just it's just so inventive to me and so charming and such a delight and an enjoyment that I just I just really, really was won over by this movie so much i think it just did exactly what it needed to do uh and and, and i think it's why it has 100 percent. i don't think it necessarily makes it the best movie ever made i think that's kind of what 100 percent is it's like I, I i don't know how you could watch this movie and not enjoy it unless you just like don't want to watch this movie you know what i mean this is like you just don't want a kid's movie but if you're willing to watch a kid's movie with this energy and buy into its world i just don't know i, I can understand not being like it's perfect or whatever but i don't know how you can watch it and not go that was, that was enjoyable. I had a good time. So that's where I'm coming from. Now tell me how you had a bad time. <laughs> I didn't, no, no, no. I, and, and I want to stay straight off. I did not have a bad time in this movie. I like this movie. I think this movie is not only... I think this movie is straight up good. I think it's good. I think if you have kids, this is a, an amazing movie to go see with kids. Now... This is that's maybe that's maybe where I didn't think is like I've never gone to a movie and been like, you know, if I want to just have this like injection of like kinky, ch- kinky charm, kinky whatever the fuck ever it is. I don't know. <laughs> I almost was. I almost was like, God, it, it, it is, it is like it is like kind of lay back and like hold yourself in your arms kind of like level of like oh, charm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it, is, it is there like and that's fine. It's it's not like super my thing. But the big thing is that uh like I, I think that my comparison always comes up in terms of this, and this is just bad. I know, but like the gold standard of like kids' films for me is still Pixar, for how they mm-hmm. evolve and how they like work for multiple audiences and how they like fold in upon itself. And that would just be my comparison to this: is that like it's not as strongly made as a Pixar film. It doesn't like mm-hmm. it doesn't work for multiple audiences in the same way it works for multiple audiences in the same way of just being very 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 pure and that's a thing and that's fine i don't think it elevates it i agree with you entirely that the model prison is creative and it's definitely cribbing Wes anderson and just like <laughs> some very like deliciously charming ways and it's and there's he no turns a prison cafeteria to a tea room it's ridiculous i love yeah. it <laughs> yeah and, and he's and knuckles and he's like and he's like i'd rather not i'd rather not find out that i made it how to learn how to chop this carrot <laughs> it's just that little detail where it's, it's knuckles but instead it's spelled n apostrophe u-c-k-l-e-s on his yeah and it's crisscrossed it's great like yeah just those little I, details i i think that it is a i think it is a film of details and i think i appreciate it and i think it's a i think it's a good film i don't think it's i i guess like i aggressively am not a huge fan of the worldview (laughs) 
and maybe it's it's like where it's like I want to show a kid something like up that has like a meaning to me that like both exists in the real world and is still very life affirming in its own way. Mm-hmm. And that's like the difference between that film. I'm, I'm probably going to be a terrible parent. Um, no, you just have to bring up up my favorite movie, which is right. A fair, fair comparison. I, I, and that's, and that's just where it is. It's like, you know, you have this plot thread through up that is real while still pushing like a metaphor that is really important and life affirming. And that's the, that's the, that's the, that's the Pixar cut perfect movie difference for me that I'm not going to say Paddington to this poop memory. And I'm not saying it's bad movie. And, I'm and saying it's a great movie. Where you're going to come from is, is what do you consider the great kids movies? And to me, weirdly as even though I know Pixar kids movies, I almost don't consider them kids movies, which is, I, and that may be a problem. Like, cause I, I think that because Pixar to me, movies, yeah, because to me, the greatest kids movies are like Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory and Mary Poppins. And this is very much in those kinds of worlds. Right, right. You know what I mean? Just just inventive and creative and funny and every, you know, why have one joke when you have nine? You know, you can like, you, why why just cut to something when you could do something ridiculous? You know, like like when Willy Wonka goes through that cleaning machine. Why just go through the cleaning machine when it can weirdly compress it and then come out the other side in this weird yeah. edit? You know, and 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 that's the kind of stuff I, I live for is that surrealism in, in those kinds of kids movies. Just I, I adored and it kind of died off in the in the in the in the eighties, I feel like, when it became more about, you know. It became more like the adventure movies, and those are the perfect kids' movies for people. Your Jumanji's, mm-hmm. your, right. your Goonies, and those right. have never which been is, my which thing. Which is the difference, is because I don't consider the Goonies really a kids' movie. <laughs> there you go. It's like, and so, yeah, so and that's, consider, and that's yeah. where we're having like this discussion about what is a kids' movie. I don't disagree that Paddington is like so core a kids' movie that it is inarguable that it is a kids' movie. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, yeah. and I would argue that like you're correct in that like people enjoy. Finding Nemo in a way that elevates it above a kids' movie. Maybe it's it's a great movie, and it just happens. And, to be and Nemo's one of those movies where people say it's good when you're a kid. It's great when you're a parent. You know, Finding Nemo. Right. Once you've had kids, you get that relationship. Yeah, and, and that's and that's the other thing too that I like want to defend here. Finding Nemo two is better than Paddington two. Oh, I disagree with that so hard. I, I, <laughs> I, I, I get. I know. So I know. I know that people are like really against my love of Finding Nemo 2. I just think Finding Nemo 2 has like core initial value and really and is the same thing because Pixar movies are done that way, which I think is a kind of a lost thing and that it's pushing through that core value in a way that that still allows the characters to develop hardship in such a way. And I think that's the thing is that like Paddington doesn't experience hardship in a believable way for me sometimes and it's just like that's the thing. It's like it's never going to create that sense of hardship and triumph that a Pixar movie can. And for me, that's just like, that's the gold standard. And I know that that's, that, that that's just a very, that's a very big opinion of mine, but like, right. I'm never going to, I'm never like, I get that. Like, I just like, I, I love that. And maybe that's not like the best kids movie. Maybe Pixar movies are good kids movies, but not the best kids movies, depending upon your definition of kids movie. Yes. But I think like I want to, from a societal standpoint, say that they're better because they're better art. Well, this is what's always frustrated me about DreamWorks animation is that when Dreams animation is good, it makes me very happy because it is a good antithesis to Pixar. I think Pixar is right. good, right. but I think I don't like that Pixar has become the gold standard and like the only thing you could do with kids movies. It is a certain type of well, movie I- and I very much enjoy it. And I think it, when it's done well, it's incredible, but like, 
I don't want to lose a Paddington 2 either. I want the world that has both. And I think I, I think that I can equally love Paddington for its genuine Frank Capra-esque view of just be a good person and the world will reward you for it. Uh, uh, with a, you know, more interesting up of, hey, don't, you know, ignore that basic love and, you know, being with a partner is maybe the greatest adventure over like, you know, going to the mountains or whatever, which is like a very heavy thing you need to tell like 60 year olds, you know, it's like, that's a very like, that movie's great for someone who's 80, you know, weirdly, like it's great if you're like, you know, like have lost someone you've loved for 20 years or 30 or 40 years or something. You yeah. Know? I don't think that's up what makes is, up weird. Yeah. I, I would argue that up may not be a great kids movie. <laughs> It's dark. It's really dark. It's really dark. <laughs> and it's and it's one of my favorite movies, but it's not a good kids movie. And it's, but again, and it's interesting how people want it to be more like a Kiru. They just want the 15 minutes to keep going. I'm like, that would never get made. Are you insane? Yeah, <laughs> I know. And, 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 and I love I love that movie. But at the same time, I think like a better compare. I, 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 I I'm going to agree to like a little bit of critical bricks brinksmanship here because i i totally went after up because i know it's your favorite <laughs> that's fine i know it's it's there, no, it's, that's it's a little fair. bit of dirty ball there but it's, and it's <laughs> and no and it's pixar's biggest adventure movie it's the closest thing to this where it's like it's, it's right it's them having an adventure right. that's why it's the brilliant it does the fucking total recall thing which is brilliant it's like he he says let's go on an adventure he goes on an adventure and he learns that that wasn't like the point you know, that's why I call bullshit on people who are like, yeah, and then like they have a fucking bird and a talking dog. I'm like, but that's all part of it. Like the whole it's all part of like he's so mad that he has to do this one thing. He ignores that he goes on a crazy adventure. It doesn't just live his life. And that's all right. Point. Like you can't let right. grief shut you off from the world. That's the whole right. point of that movie. And, and 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 that's what makes it brilliant. That's why I'm like, nope, 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 no. That's why it shouldn't be a Kiru. It's like it's smart to be an adventure movie. Right. It's built it's, into it. And go. Damn it, you got me talking thing. about oh, you no, I know, I know. I, and, and that's not what I want to do. I don't want to shit all over these things. But like even stuff like I don't know, like because you have adventure what's like like let's talk about like other adventure movies with dark twists, like how to train your dragon versus this. How to train a dragon is weird. Sorry, go, pick pick your own. I want to I want to pick like I something like Dragon Dragon too. I, I agree, it's a good one, but it's it is a weird. It takes it may a weird be, turn. It's maybe outside of the 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 the. It's the, more YA the, again. It's yeah, like the fucking thing. It's like, it's, it's, it's it's like young adults, and I agree with that because like it, they even know it by the second one, and they like have the character like they have the male and female main characters like being more flirtatious with each other than you see in any other kids movies like it yeah, is, it, yeah. It, I, it, I do think i do think very specifically that is so much more targeted at a different audience um right to its to its amazing success or i i'm sorry that i really want to try to train your dragon three because i want to know it's how good. it ends They're really good movies they're really good yeah yeah how to train your dragon one is really good um, but I think the, to my point Dreamworks. is, is just like maybe, maybe I'm not in love with Mary Poppins and the classic kids tale because I was a Power Rangers kid. And that's mm. one of those things mm. where it's like I had action packed stuff from the beginning and maybe it's because things with an action bent got to me eventually. And that's maybe the thing. Maybe that's why Toy Story and Pixar came into my thing. I'm sure Toy Story mattered to a lot of people. I'm not fucking taking toy story specifically here but toy story had a perfect combination to break into my consciousness and really 
like sell me on something that I had because I had toys and stuff and it, it just did such an amazing job of doing this combination thing. Now, Toy Story is, is, a, is a renaissance in of itself. And so it's like com- talking about Toy Story is like the gold standard of like renaissance into a new art form and all this other jazz. And oh, yeah, yeah. it's almost it's, it's almost impossible. It's, it's to talk alongside about it. like fucking was it? Uh, uh, what's the goddamn movie I'm thinking of? The jazz singer. It's like a important movie in film history, just in terms of technology. It's right, beyond, like, right. You know. it, and, and it's not. It's almost impossible to separate that from it. But I think the thing is that because that movie was fermenting my nostalgia at that point, I don't have as like as clear as a reaction to Paddington because I'm like I I, I do worry about like like because like the world doesn't work like this and like it, it is like a my reaction a little bit to this. Of, though, like, it, it does a little bit. I do think that the world does work. That if you're a good person that that I do think sometimes good things can happen to you. Now again, there's always gonna be terrible things that happen to good people. I guess, denying that. I guess maybe but this like, is just my view for it with like the current like political environment. Like I want to teach a child to go punch somebody and get what they need. Do you know what I mean? Maybe that's just <laughs> like so terrible. It, it, it I think is. it's part of it that I like. I like that it's a, a reverse against Trumpism. Like I I like that it is it is just so genuine. Maybe you're right, and, and maybe you're right, you know? and that's just like, and I guess like my take was just like, no, we need to teach kids to punch like bad that's people, just, and that's yeah. just like, I know that's like, that's just like a very like Power Rangers kid day, and that's just like my reaction to it, true. which and I was my, going, and I I grew up with Winnie the Pooh, that was my jam, like yeah, and and I just I, loved like Winnie the I, Pooh just chilling. That's I love all Winnie. that movie is you fair, know. fair, fair, because I I think I you know culturally locking myself into the Power Rangers thing because I watched Winnie the Pooh too. I watched Sesame Street. I did Barney. I did all of them. Like we, yeah, we had I a was, weird run. I was of a stuff. I was a Winnie the Pooh and Mr. Rogers fan. So I, I loved mm-hmm. Chill. You know, yeah. I loved I loved Chill. I like that Mr. Rogers talked to me like an adult. I like that Mr. Rogers was very like you know, hey, how are you doing today? You know, yeah. like he, he and, talked and to you. Mr. Rogers is very to. much in the Paddington vein. I can see that entirely. You know what I mean? And I think that's why critics respond to it. I think we're, we're having a general like there is a cultural shift to, to romanticizing the chill, you know, like Bob look at the Bob Ross love yeah. right now. It's like, people are looking back at like, my God, this man just fucking paints a beautiful mountain for 20 minutes and just goes like, it's all good. Everything's good. The world's great. It's great. It's good stuff. But like and, in a way that's enjoyable, you know, like I, I yeah. can't do Bob Ross. No, no like, like there's a believability to his, to his, sequential belief that the world is you want to live in his world you exactly know? You no, live in Bob yeah, Ross world. yeah exactly and it's not it's not just that it's like you know having the mental fortitude to make your world good and I'm not saying you mental fortitude can't solve problems like I'm not again which is funny to, you, you see the kind of person I am here that's like kind of like irked by Paddington that like I can't even bear to like just say if you just have the right mindset you can get things work like that's I, I, like, I, I wouldn't even, I I, even I, just I, say that you know <laughs> I said it to uh I sent it to one uh, uh, person, uh, and and she was like, "That looks like the worst thing ever. Like I can't." And she's just like, "And she's a very dark, cynical person. I totally understand where she's coming from." I will say this: it has made me depressed here that like I am unable to enjoy Paddington to the same level that you you can. Do you know? I'm what so I- sorry. <laughs> just open your heart. Just oh, the bear you. Eat a marmalade sandwich. <laughs> it's empty inside. It's empty inside. I'm dead. <laughs> I, only, I only like deep, dark, like uh, heart of darkness allegories. <laughs> <laughs> when, when, when are they going to make Paddington, you know, lose his wife and have to deal with it? <laughs> 
His mom dying. <laughs> the aunt needs to die now. She's a hundred. The next, sake, the next Paddington, he's gonna have schizophrenia, and it's gonna be real dark. <laughs> no, I know, and it's it's the crazy thing about Pixar is that fucking Coco can talk about like. I remember I, I knew it, they were thinking of it when I saw Coco, but the fact to hear them say outright that they were inspired by that 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 you know for a very dark famous line about you know you have two deaths one when you die and the other one someone says your name the last time and they said that actually inspired their fucking kids movie you're like what is wrong with you what is like how did you do that how did you get away with that, sell that isn't this yeah. supposed to sell happy meal toys like what the fuck like, so <laughs> I, I can totally like understand Quasimodo. looking at pixar and yeah. then watching coco be good and you're just like i just i don't even wow you made a whole film about death and it was good like and not yeah. horribly depressing somehow. Maybe, maybe but still so enough horribly depressing. You know? I'll admit to this. Maybe my my ability to enjoy Paddington has been dampered by my like my Disney movie, and uh, there's no Disney movie like this either. Maybe this is just my thing. Is like Disney doesn't do movies like this more. That's part of what bothers me. Like Disney used to, but like it, it, it they just don't have like their Alice in Wonderland now ends in a fucking battle. You know what I mean? Like okay, that's let's not talk about that. That's that that's another issue. <laughs> of itself that's not a that no one describes alice in wonderland as a kid's movie or if they did they're super raw <laughs> like i mean like, it's insane i, I, I mean insane. would you i mean you wouldn't do you wouldn't say that would you like you you wouldn't come in well, and that's be like, and that's part of what makes me sad is that like i, I talked my my nephew is very uh adverse to horror stuff and 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 intense you know violence and stuff and my brother was like, I don't have fucking movies to show him like that are out right now. All the movies like Batman murders people now, you know, like and whether yeah. that's good or bad and whatever you want to do. Like if Batman's not for kids anymore, then what? Like, like and that's a lot of what we make. Then like, you know, that it doesn't exist. And Paddington's not going to make a lot of money, but like at least it makes enough in England to make money. But like, I don't think most parents in the U.S. are going to watch Paddington and it kind of bums me out. But it, it, it these these kinds of kids movies that are trying to be a little more ambitious and old school people have moved on from it and but i haven't damn it <laughs> no i will hold on to it with all of my heart because uh, i i just think that I, I i just felt when i watched those trailers beforehand i was so angry and when i thought about them later i felt such pity for them i feel like so many of them feel they have to be constrained in these ideas of what a kid's movie is and yeah. it has to be lowbrow and offensive and gross just so the kids laugh and go ha ha farts because that's how i make my nephew laugh easily i go farts and he goes ah, ha ha because i could kill in a room of five-year-olds you know? and, like, and i'll agree with this entirely the thing that paddington does that no one else is doing kill in kids, terms of uh comedy just to be clear <laughs> all right right in terms of com in terms of comedy sorry and and uh the thing that it does is it does situational humor in such a different kind of like like almost like body language style funky do humor in such a way that's very different than like fart jokes and it's like yeah. it's like kids comedies are made like fart joke laugh line repeat rinse repeat yeah and it, and this is more Hitting about balls, like this is more about shock. like the character of Paddington just being Paddington going places yeah and that's just such a different when you when you put Paddington in a prison, he's so likable that eventually the prison turns into like a happy summer retreat place. You know? Right. Right. And that's and that's and that's great. And, and it's funny in and of itself. I just think that it's it's very. 
it's very different than like other things. And I, I agree that it's doing something that hasn't been done in a while. I just prefer and think that something, and it's the thing. I think, I think movies and kids movies are getting way more complicated and better in some ways and way worse in other ways. Cause I agree. Cause like Paddington mm-hmm. for me is the, is, is the good low bar of kids movies. <laughs> the best worst you know (laughs) yeah like it's it's the best of just being a kid's movie how about that yeah no i can totally say that yeah Yeah. i could agree with that 100 percent. i guess it's just whether that matters to you or not and i think it matters more to me than it does to you and i think it was no and i and i and i I consider myself a winnie the pooh guy and i like i like winnie the pooh i mean i always identified with tigger and so i was always the i was the member of the crew that couldn't chill that's i had no chill (laughs) that's just a fact like, I, was, and, uh, I was very poo. I was just like, hey, what's going on? Yeah. What's My mom that? always identified with Eeyore and had all this Eeyore based stuff, which I didn't Aww. realize at the time. Like, it was just, just synonymous dark. with depression, which is just like, dark. in retrospect, that was really fucked up. My mom, <laughs> like, yeah, because your mom was cry for help. It's yeah. Because, like, <laughs> like, I wonder about that, like, a little bit. Like, like, dad was like, we always like had members of our family that we characterized as like like my little sister was piglet which is just totally not true now like Mm -hmm. it was Mm -hmm. when she was like four and like quiet and then she like we all make this joke that like about like halfway through puberty she got a personality (laughs) and it was super (laughs) sassy yeah yeah no and uh, people change but that's what it is but we always used to call her piglet and my my older sister was rabbit because she worried about stuff a lot and i was tigger because i was just too hyper all the time and mom was eeyore and dad was al and none of us were poo (laughs) no No one was chill (laughs) no one was chill in my family (laughs) you get to see the the nice side of the newmans today (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think my dad was always was rabbit yeah for sure yeah because he's always worrying yeah yeah that was an interesting character in retrospect sorry i think that's the other thing they're all very interesting characters when you look back at them i feel like the the here's what again and here's where i'm gonna like oh my god up my own butt that's that's the name of this podcast we should start a podcast called up my own butt where you and me just talk about stuff (laughs) isn't that every podcast (laughs) (laughs) the latest episode of lad may may be a good contender for that for me personally you could probably start every and i'm a huge fan so this is a mented love but you could probably start every episode of this american life with I'm Ira Glass, and this is up my own butt. <laughs> like you, could probably, you could probably do that. <laughs> it would work. Uh, that, that, I, need to, I need to see if the trademark on up my own butt is still available. I'm sure there's a bunch of like podcast services that just wouldn't air it. <laughs> yeah, you might get an E on that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, anyways. Uh, like, so I think that the thing is like, I feel like there's a lot more metaphysical... Or, or theological and a little bit more philosophical happenings going on in Winnie the Pooh as opposed to Paddington. Winnie the Pooh doesn't stir away from depressing facts. Like it has somebody be chill in the center of a universe of individuals suffering from different issues and problems and how they deal with it and teaching lessons in a really complicated, interesting way. And again, the core of Paddington's lesson doesn't make sense to me in the same way. I get that he's cool iconography, but at the same time, I'm just never gonna accept the just be nice to people. Cause I think that like, that's just not, it's just not 
that's not a thing to teach kids to me. And that's just and that's just the only thing that I think is wrong with Paddington. I don't disagree with its filmmaking. I don't agree with like it's like issues with filmmaking. I don't agree with how it's put together. I don't disagree with anything about it other than the fact that I just do not accept a worldview of teaching children. They should just be nice to everyone, <laughs> which Katie will totally disagree with me about. <laughs> that's just, just personality types i guess when you come yeah. down to paddington no. yeah i don't i don't i don't i don't think we have any argument let's go ahead and score it we're okay. gonna score we it go. exactly the same like this is great you're gonna be so mad you're gonna be so mad oh my, you're gonna give it a 10 aren't you yeah i'm giving it a 10 holy fuck <laughs> i'm sorry fuck. i think it's perfect i think it's oh so good God. <laughs> i really do <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry i really thought it was so good it just it i i'm not I, it's one of those rare movies that i just i felt like out of my body watching it i just felt like so enraptured and by the end of it i was just like so happy i just drove home being like paddington <laughs> like i literally said that over and over again that like, foolish bear made me so happy that bear there's like a shot of brendan gleason eating a marmalade sandwich that should be in the louvre it's perfect it's like a masterpiece it's the greatest thing i've ever seen i, I don't know why like the movie got six million times more charming as soon as he got on screen He's great. That's the thing. Like everyone was clued in. Everybody was on board. This is a movie that is just like unabashedly open hearted and to like willing to just be, you know, uh, 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 sweet and believe in a world that is probably better than our own. <laughs> like, let's be honest. And it is inventive and creative <sighs> and everybody is clued in. And Hugh Bonneville has a seventies porn stash. It throws a ball in slow motion. And it's hilarious. And <laughs> Hugh Grant is, we didn't even talk about Hugh Grant. who's like so charmed into this movie and just like joking about himself. There's a part where just every single headshot he's ever had is framed in his house. And it's the funniest thing I've ever seen. Um, it's just a movie that is delightful and sweet and charming. It's the best kids movie of this decade for me. Hands down. Is it, in terms is it, of being a kids movie. You know what I mean? In terms of just, isn't the like him being a washed up actor kind of a joke about Hugh Grant and of himself? It kind of is. Yes. It's a, it's it a really it's a really is. like complicated meta joke that goes on in the background of this movie. That I was like, really impressed by actually. Yeah. I mean, it's a little um, dark, too. <laughs> it's a little dark. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, and and it's it's sweet and it's charming. And I rate movies based on what they are attempting to do. And I think it did exactly what it was trying to do. Is it like I can't. I can't I can't fault you for the for the notion that Paddington gets exactly even, where it was intended to go. Maybe I think that like Shape of Water is a better movie. Like, you know, it did exactly what it was ever going to do. It's the best Paddington 2 Paddington 2 could ever be. You know I mean? It's a, a perfect Paddington 2. Oh, fucking Christ. So. Yep, I'm sorry, but I'm giving it a I 10 thought, and I have I no we doubts. Both, it's okay. I thought we both were going to give it an 8. And uh, right. I, th I obviously think it's very, very good. Like, I obviously think it's very, very good. Uh, but I'm just, coming in hot. I mean, you can't, you can't not no, sound negative. We're, we're, landing on a, we're landing on a 10. Like, fuck. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. I'm going in for it. I'm, I'm putting no, all my chips I, on bad news, too. My it. entire reputation. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay like uh, this is i, I i'm happy you uh, here's what I've, i'm very happy about you putting a 10 and betting your reputation on petting to two is much better than me like 
betting my reputation on a six point like or a five point five for just for Batman v Superman. True. <laughs> like, in terms of things that you won't regret, Paddington Two is is something that you can stand by. <laughs> now I did not see Paddington Two a second time, and I'm very concerned. <laughs> so I will admit that. Oh, I I Ben, I I just I just suggest you don't go see it again. <laughs> like it's it was such a good experience. I don't like what a th- like just a thousand percent because like there will be like you'll see continuity stuff, not continuity stuff, but you'll see like, something issues something old. Something will happen. I know. I know. Yeah, and it, uh, just don't don't rob yourself of this experience. <laughs> it was too good. Was too good. <laughs> All right, I give perfect. it a, an eight, and Ben gives it a ten. That comes out to the Movie Gang Podcast gives Paddington Two a nine <laughs> out of fucking ten. <laughs> I, I I feel sorry, but I'm not sorry. No, no, <laughs> I'm not, not. You're, not, you're not sorry. <laughs> not at all. People I, are going to see that I knew tomorrow. I was say ten, and, and like, did we thinking- miss the best movie of the year? <laughs> It came That's out fine. In January. <laughs> That's fine. I may put Patty to two number one. Come on, widows, yeah. you could do it. <laughs> I want. I want to say too. I think that Paddington Two is very well placed for me as well after December a little bit. It it helps when it was came out, yeah, because it's just like a lot of depressing Oscar movies and not a lot of them worked. And you know, after you watch Darkest Hour, watch Paddington Two. I still like think I was highly depressed after uh, Star Wars, and I think that's. I think this was a little bit that's fair. good. That's fair. I think this was. I think Jumanji was bad, and it was kind of stupid fun, and I was just searching for something that's not Star Wars. And this is like this. This helped quite a bit with that. Because I, because yeah. I, I think I wouldn't have gone if I had seen this before the post. I wouldn't have gone into the post so cynical. Maybe I don't know. Well, exactly. Paddington just <laughs> wipes away of cynicism. Um, then I watched Star Trek Discovery and hated it more because it wasn't Paddington 2. <laughs> now everything is not Paddington 2. It's terrible. Um, poor, poor, Star Trek, poor Star Trek Discovery. I feel like at some point I need to like stop bandwagging it. I just feel bad about it. I just feel bad about talking about the show. It's just the only show we committed to that... like does all the problems I've been hearing about for 10 years and so now I get it and now I'm bored yeah. and I'm like I'm sorry. It, no, it's 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 uh it's it's literally sorry, we'll talk about it. <laughs> Listen to the other podcast you Yeah, heard. yeah, yeah, I'll delete this. <laughs> right. Remember when you're at the Movie Gang podcast. Thanks for listening. Uh this is Ben Ben Haworth. <laughs> best movie of I the will, year. Oscar yep. Oscar nomination. Oscar for best sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, did you know Hugh Grant was nominated for a BAFTA? And before I was like, what? And then I watched it, like, all of it. Give it all. She wins. <laughs> wins everywhere. Burn it down. <laughs> Nothing is Paddington 2. I'm going to turn to Howard Hughes and just show it for hours and hours and just be like, you know, marmalade like sandwiches, marmalade sandwiches. You know, that's my crew. Just the marmalade scene. I've been your host, Jack Newman. Thank you for listening to this uh, program. If you want to head on over to TuscanShed.com, you can see all our other uh, programs, including Animania, A Geek Space Nine, Live Long and Discover, and, of course, A Feast for Bros. Go check all those out. And then you want to stay tuned for just a minute after our credits for a word from our sponsors. We would really appreciate it. You can help keep the lights on. For everyone here at uh, the Movie Gang Podcast, thanks for listening. See you later. Paddington 2. Paddington 2. <laughs> Go see it. <laughs> <laughs>